we're always, it seems, uh, a day or two from being in a overdraft situation at the blood bank. At the blood bank, yeah, and that's right. And especially at a time like this when we're really super concerned about making sure that there are adequate resources for first responders and our medical professionals in this community yeah. uh, to be ready to address whatever emergency comes our way. Uh, it gets us to thinking about, well, if you're supposed to be sheltering in place, what happens when people aren't going in their ordinary course of life as they might otherwise be generous enough to contribute to the yeah, blood bank. Donate, yeah, a pint or so. Yeah, so we have with us Dr. Rick Axelrod. He is the CEO of Lifestream Blood Bank. Dr. Axelrod, good morning, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. What is the plan of attack here in terms of making sure that you are able to still keep up with donations? And what steps are you taking to deal with this coronavirus crisis in terms of how that impacts people's ability to donate? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is education, education of the community that the blood supply and the blood bank is considered an essential service so that uh, they are allowed to visit us even when they are told to, you know, to uh, take care of themselves and stay home, uh, that we are considered one of those essential services like pharmacies and grocery stores that they're able to visit. Um, our donor population and people that are healthy blood donors, the chance of getting uh, coronavirus uh, by visiting the blood center and donating blood is very, very low. Uh, first of all, yeah, we are screening out uh, individuals that are at risk uh, for coronavirus. So we are having people self-defer for uh, if they've traveled uh, to any of the at-risk countries uh, or if they are not feeling well. I mean, that's part of the general donor history questionnaire. Uh, we, uh, if they have a fever, things like that, uh, they're not supposed to come into the blood bank at all. Uh, we are wiping down all of our equipment and donor beds and everything we use uh, when have ha hand sanitizers available to make sure that uh, uh, if by some chance there might be some virus around that we're taking care of it. Um, and uh, it's really about education that it's okay to come in and donate, that the people you're going to be interacting with um, uh, are healthy. Uh, we are trying to work with uh, social distancing uh, uh, to make sure that people aren't close together as part of the uh, donation process. Um, and so we're taking all those um, uh, guidelines into effect, uh, but it's a matter of getting the people to come out and let them know that it's okay to come out and donate and that we really need their blood or otherwise the hospitals are not going to be able to treat the patients. Yeah, and, and I, I think a lot of people, when they hear the numbers, are really blown away to know just how much of a crisis our blood bank system is in, and not just at crisis times uh, when we would maybe think because of uh, natural disaster or some sort of mass casualty type situation, but just in the ordinary course of business, how cl close to the line we are, you know, it's one of those things kind of out of sight, out of mind, and people really yeah. need to keep this top of mind. So maybe you could share some of that statistical information with us so that people really do understand how critical it is that if they are in a group that is able to donate because they are healthy and are not screened out, get your high knees down to the blood bank. Yes. Yeah, so, so, what, so what I would share with uh, the people in the Coachella Valley 
is that, you know, in, in normal times, we collect about 1,500 donors, blood donors a month. And with the cancellations that have happened because businesses um, uh, have, you know, decided to cancel blood drives because of the fear of coronavirus, the schools closing and them can, and they're, they're canceling blood drives. We are now collecting between 500 and 750 units uh, uh, tracking this month, so literally 50% of what we normally collect. And so the hot, so we're now we're working with the hospitals, and the hospitals are having to triage the blood that they're using, and uh, you know, and, and managing elective surgeries, canceling elective surgeries, and only using the blood for those highest, uh, uh, um, you know, premium. Uh, needs that are there like uh, trauma and accidents or cancer and chemotherapy where people need blood products to survive. So this is a really tough time and we're going to see it even get worse if our blood donors do not unite and, and really support and come out and keep the blood supply at a level that our hospitals can manage. I mean, during this crisis, you know, the hospitals need to make sure they can rely on a blood supply. If they don't have that in addition to what's going on, it's going to put the community in even a greater um, and more dire risk situation. Yeah, absolutely. Where can folks go here in the Coachella Valley to be able to give blood uh, for Livestream? Yeah, so we have two fixed sites in uh, the Coachella Valley. We have one in Rancher Mirage at the uh, Hobby Lobby uh, Shopping Center. Uh, that is open Tuesday through Saturday. And um, uh, we also are open in La Quinta, uh, right next to the post office uh, off of Adams and 111. Best thing to do is for the people that are listening to go to lstream.org and um, look up uh, the hours and um, of the donor centers that they can come in. They can also make appointments if they want uh, online or they can call and make appointments um, and really to come in. I mean, that's really what we need to, for them to do. We have two donor centers that are open and um, uh, essentially between the two of them, they're open seven days a week. Uh, uh, La Quinta is open on Sunday and Monday, where, whereas uh, Rancho Mirage is not open on those days. And uh, to please come out and, and donate uh, blood and platelets uh, so that we can make sure the hospitals can continue to save lives. For so, those who've never uh, donated blood, can you kind of go through the, the process for somebody new coming in? Sure. So uh, when people come in, uh, the first thing we do is have you register and, uh, you know, basically basic information, uh, name, address, phone number, uh, contact email, things like that. Then we move you over to the donor history uh, portion where we do a mini physical uh, first. And so we test your, we do your temperature. Uh, your temperature has to be lower than 99.5. Uh, we do your blood pressure. We check your pulse. And then we check your iron. You know, we have to make sure that your iron level is high enough that you're able to donate blood. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if you pass all of that, we then do a donor history where we ask you a lot of questions uh, to make sure the questions are, are serve two purposes. One, to make sure that the blood donation process is safe for you and that you're going to be okay and not hurt or harmed in any way by donating blood. And secondly, to make sure that the blood that we're going to take from you is safe for 
don't, for patients in the hospital, that if we transfuse your blood to the patient, that there's a minimal risk that harm will go to the patient. So after uh, we do the mini physical and donor history, and if you pass all of that, then we reward you by sticking a needle in your arm. (laughs) Uh, We bring you over over to the donor center, you know, the donor uh, collection area, put you in a nice, uh, comfortable bed and prepare the arm and then uh, stick a needle in. And the actual uh, donation, the, the actual time of a blood donation uh, when the needle comes in to the needle goes out is about anywhere from six to 10 minutes. Uh, the only thing you'll feel is the initial stick. Once the needle's in, you don't feel anything. Um, and you know, what I tell people who are afraid of needles is really think about the person your blood is going to help. Okay. You're getting a needle stick, but the person who's getting your blood is undergoing chemotherapy. And chemotherapy has awful side effects. You lose your hair, nausea and vomiting, skin rashes, fevers. You know, a needle stick is so minor compared to your ability to save somebody's life and help them through this difficult process. So that's what I try to tell people to concentrate on when they're thinking about the fact that they might be a little afraid of a needle stick. Um, And then after uh, the blood donation is over, we take you over to canteen and have you stay there for about 10 or 15 minutes just to make sure that you're okay. And and while you're there, you have lots of goodies that we give you, potato chips, pretzels, cookies, oatmeal raisin, chocolate chip, lots of things, even some healthy things as well, well, like granola bars. John wouldn't have missed it out. I I tell you. That's right. That's right. Honestly, And then after that, you're able to to go. Um, The other thing also that we've done to make it easier for uh, blood donors is that you can actually um, do the registration portion online so that you can answer the questions and answer all the information online. And if you either do it on your phone or you do it online with a printer, essentially what you do is create a barcode and then you bring that into the donor center. We want the barcode and it self-populates everything and it really takes off about 10 or 15 minutes from the donation process. That's so yeah, that that's really is good. a real, um, yeah, real benefit for particularly our repeat donors who are always coming in and, and working with us, but even for first-time donors as well. There's a lot of you who are within the sound of our voice who are feeling healthy but may have been sent home because you're not at an essential place and you're going stir-crazy and you're looking for something to do. Here's something you can do and help your community yeah. uh, and help save lives. Help at humanity, same time. exactly. Absolutely. This is the stuff we're talking about where this is when we recognize at times like this that we're all in this together. So it's a great deal. Go to the website. Again, it's Lstream. Is it Lstream.org or .com? No, no, Lstream, Lstream.org. And I uh, want to remind everyone listen, listening that we, that we are the same as the pharmacies and the hospitals, that even though there might be a stay-in-place mandate for your city or area, you are allowed to come out to the blood center and donate. That is one of the allowable mm-hmm. activities associated with uh, uh, an essential um, uh, part of the healthcare system. Dr. Axelrod, we hope that folks are going to absolutely do that and make this life-saving uh, resource available and help others in our community. You know, I know sometimes you guys have like some extra little bonuses that you give people mm-hmm. uh, to, or incentives to get them in there. I was just thinking maybe if you gave each person a roll of toilet paper, that might just <laughs> have a line around the block for you. Yeah. Dr. Rick Axelrod. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind. Thank All you right. for the suggestion. You bet. Take care. This is Better Than Working. I'm John McMullen. And I'm Kevin Gillette on iHub Radio. 